my sense is that you know we will see 10 such you know 8 to 10 mama earth boat size brands in the country Hello and welcome to this episode of Direct to a Billion Consumers. My name is Arjun Vaidya and I'm your host. Today I'm really excited to have Chirag Taneja with me. Chirag is the founder of GoQuick, the first enabler to e-commerce that has come on our podcast. As the e-commerce ecosystem grows, I'm personally excited to see businesses like Chirag help founders solve operational problems so that they can focus on their core competency, which is the product and the brand. Fresh off a big Series A just closed with Sequoia Capital, I'm so so excited to welcome you here Chirag. Thanks for being here. Thanks Arjun my pleasure to you know come on your podcast super exciting times i think for the entire ecosystem and glad that we're trying to play a small or trying to be a small cog in the entire wheel that's our you know purpose no awesome i'm excited to have this conversation and chirag i always start the conversation with the journey right so before we get into the company Tell us about your journey to get here. You've been in banking. You've also co-founded a startup before, and then you came into the D2C world. So, talk to us about the lesser-known part of your journey. Sure, Arjun. So, in a way, this is third startup for me. So, startups are not now something new to me. Prior to this, as you know, you mentioned that I was at Bombay Shaving Company, worked very closely with Shantanu, ran the D2C marketplaces business, and this was, you know, when 2017 when. D2C wasn't D2C what it is today. So ran that business. So prior to that, from 2014 to 17, I ran a food tech business, very very tech oriented business, titled as Ketchup, which was trying to solve this high frequency question of what to eat. You know, the, we have this nagging question in our households: "Aaj khane mein kya khane?" So we're trying to answer this question using technology, and uh, we were very successful in answering that as a question. you know so scaled it to 3 million users a month eight eight cities in india and then uh, finally monetized it via ads business in the country so i would say that i done a lot of content and community work in my first startup second at bombay shaving company i did a lot of content and a lot of commerce which gave me a full exposure of you know content community and commerce so you know and if i combine my banking experience which was from 2009 to 14 that for 5 years so in all combined i have fintech experience i have adtech martech experience and then followed by of course you know commerce experience so in a way you know i would say bless that the kind of experience i have had which has led me to i would say a lot of what i have done in the past led me to go quick and what we are building at google because at go quick you know we are trying to solve for the all kind of shopping experience problems across the funnel so all of this comes in whether it is martech whether it is conversion tech whether it is retentions whether it is discovery all of that so that's pretty much you know and prior to that i am a you know very very standard we call ourselves as three idiot child wherein 9 or 10 people in india like that engineer from delhi college of engineering mba from fms delhi and then finance career and after 5 6 years of finance career realized that this is not my cup of tea so it came to startups and you know it's been now uh, i'll complete a decade in startups in a year now so this is the part probably has become the home for me and chirag you know you talked about your experience at bombay shaving company you're the chief 
revenue officer of one of India's most well-known brands, right, in the D2C space, Bombay Shaving Company. I'm sure specifically things you learned there shaped the way you think about GoQuick. So tell us about the BSC experience and your learnings there leading up to this journey. So at Bombay Shaving Company, we always thought direct-to-consumer is a strategic you know, important part of the business. It's not something, you know, and I would say that, you know, the reason some of these large brands, uh, Colgate followed by Rekid Benkis are invested in the company because one of the reasons was our D2C capability. We had top class analytical D2C capability in-house, which was built by both me and Shantanu. And uh, that's where, you know, we learned that there are a lot of, you know, nuances to this problem set, to this, you know, D2C world. And now what happened was, so by the way, I missed telling this part that there was no, there were no plans to last year, if you would have asked me, there are no plans to quit Bombay Shaving Company and start something again. Just that I think COVID happened, I could see that this, you know, outside of Amazon Flipkart, e-commerce will be big in India. So that was one realization for me. And then there were, you know, problem statements, which we used to struggle, solve, at Bombay Shaving Company, whether it is, you know, related to conversions, whether it is related to payments, whether it is related to operations, discovery, CAC, cost per transaction, all of those problems, I think. And my realization was that if this space is going to become large, then these problems at scale are going to become massive. And hence, you know, you would require an e-commerce enabler to come in and solve for. So a lot of what we are doing at GoQuick, credit goes to my stint at Bombay Shaving Company lot of learnings both of running a company with Shantanu and of course you know running a D2C marketplaces business understanding you know those PLs led me to starting GoQuick. And I think the real experience of being an operator and sort of understanding those problems is critical right because I remember the first time you told us about GoQuick while we were still running Dr. Vegas, it was a no-brainer for us. And we were like, okay, this makes total sense. Like, let's let's do this and, and it makes sense. But I think the experience of being an operator actually would have helped you understand the problems more. But you're not leaving a D2C brand to start up in a space that's still not so well-known, right? Like how D2C was in 2017 is what enablers to e-commerce were in 2020 and, and maybe still is today, right? It's not a very well-known space. So tell us about that decision, what it took like, what it felt like to take that call. And how you ended up doing it? That moment? No, sure. I think it wasn't an easy decision because Bombay Shaving Company, as you said, is one of the largest D2C brands in the country doing well, held decent size equity in the company. So it wasn't an easy decision. But I think just one, you know, one was, of course, zeal to build out another business which has high leverage. And two, I think I have a special attachment to this D2C world. We want to be, you know, at least I personally have a lot of, you know, I want to be a player in empowering the underdogs. So in this decentralization way, wherein, you know, businesses are now moving out of Amazon Flipkart. If that has to happen, then, you know, a lot of these enablers will have to come in and make that possible. What Amazon has built over 2025 years, that is what, you know, that was my realization that these are the two things. One, of course, building a technology business, which I tried in 2014 to 17, then went to a, I would say, not very heavy tech business, brand business. And then uh, again, um, shipping, uh, shifting this side. So those became my realizations. And then, you know, the at least my learnings were, that in today's world, you know, 
probably building a large company is easier than building a small company just because the way capital markets function today so you know and you enter a space which is today you have to enter a space which is earlier than you know later because once everyone spots in then you know you know that incumbents will come in and they'll do it so we went in when you know nobody believed that this can be solved and these are the real problems and i came from that world understanding that these are real problem statements which i used to face as a merchant so all of this i think combined led me to starting go quick i think choosing the opportunity or timing it correctly and being there early is something that you were able to sort of take a call on on pretty early so so you know while go quick is now a well known product in the ecosystem right and and now if you talk to most d2c founders they would have heard of it flashback for us one year ago right talk to us about the first few days when we spoke the first time building the poc pitching your idea to the first few clients like how did you deal with skeptics that totally discount your idea yeah but before i add to this i think you know for me every startup is a minimum of a decade journey so you know in hindsight it looks like that in a year we have grown fast and now a lot of d2c brands have known us possibly you know it would have taken us 3 4 years also to get this kind of track so this is just the nature of or the macros which have behaved in the last one year but that's not something which is in our control right so the larger bet at least we think about and uh, is that what are things which are in our control and that is what you know we went after that this is a space which is exciting will become large in a decade and let's go out and solve for them now you know it's our there's some luck to it that it has grown faster than everyone expected so we are right at the helm of it making the most of it now coming to your question in terms of you know when we started the business of course you know this space is very competitive there were questions around that you know this is a how will you go about solving these problems how will you you know merchants trust you day one so typical you know but at least for me because i've done couple of startups before so it wasn't more about validation from the market it was more about that i knew certain problems and now let's go out and solve them right let's build mvps and then directly uh, go and uh, show it to customers because at least my realization with tech products is and this is this also has a good parallel that you know at bombay shaving company we realized that while doing surveys that nobody would say they would need a gillette mark 5 and everyone would be continuing to use mark 3 but when you shift to mark 5 then you realize that mark 5 is much much superior than mark 3 so similar it is with all tech products unless you give that experience to anyone people will say possibly i don't need it i am very comfortable with my existing experience so you know tech products are of that nature that experience just changes again so that is what we did and i had you know two three ideas by the way we built three mvps last year and then this one scaled up really well in terms of you know go to market and got very wide acceptance and uh, took it from there of course helped by a lot of people in d2c community which were very open to you know that yes these are real problems we need someone to go about solving there arjun you were of course there from d2c world shantanu revant varun at mama earth Taran at Neeman, Hitesh at Man Company. You know, all of us got together. At least they were very, very helpful in terms of brainstorming, in terms of hearing me out. And then, of course, you know, Siddharth Puri, who has had very wide experience in terms of marketing tech, so he helped me a lot. And a lot of other angels we have. But I think everyone helped in terms of validating and then you know taking it to market in terms of you know allowing us a play field. So all of that happened. Yeah. Awesome man I think my next question was about this right like most new to the world platforms need initial catalyst 
first clients and supporters to get you going. So what were these catalysts for you and how did it help you to sort of get the journey kickstarted? So as I said that, you know, one, the problem which we were solving is a very nagging problem. People had realized that, you know, you would require someone external to come and solve for it because these are hard, deep tech data science problems. And then, you know, there are in Indian ecosystem, I would say, you know, there is as compared to developed countries, we have a less proportion of, you know, companies which are early movers. But still, there are few, the likes of Man Matters, Man Company, Varun at Mama Earth, you know, all of them supported me in the initial days in terms of both brainstorming and then implement, getting the solution implemented also. So that helped. And then, of course, you know, once they started to see the results, then others also started to chip in. And then, you know, it's then it becomes, you know, easier. But it took us a couple of months in terms of polishing our first, I would say, we now like to call it, as Amazon says, not a minimal viable product, but a minimal lovable product. So that we introduced. And it's still, you know, I would say it's still in that phase wherein we are continuing to improve that MLP and not adding new features, but continuing to improve on that. And post that, I think once people realize that there are initial results, people spoke to each other that, you know, what do you think? Is there merit, etc., etc. And then, you know, the flywheel started to kick in. So totally agree that initial flywheel is difficult. And also it was supported by, you know, we day one built out a sophisticated deep tech and data science product. So, you know, with minimal data access, we were able to provide efficiencies to merchants day one. So that gave people a lot of confidence in terms of, yes, this can be much, much better than what they do manually. So, you know, driving confidence through our in-house expertise, plus getting a few early merchants going in helped a lot. And then I think then the flywheel started to kick in. And here we are, you know, starting to do almost about 50,000 transactions a day. So, Chirag, I think you talked about sort of the flywheel kicking in, right? And and I think I know GoQuick really well. And I've spoken to you multiple times about it. But for all our listeners, right, just tell us what is the specific problem that GoQuick is solving? And how are you actually sort of making the lives of D2C founders easier? Okay. So, GoQuick is today, I'll tell you, I'll start from the top. We are trying to provide Amazon-type experience on the non-Amazon world. That's largely, you know, our vision statement, wherein we are saying, can we democratize shopping experience across the e-commerce world? Thereby helps merchant realize more GME. So, if that's the case, then, you know, and I keep saying this, that there is an e-commerce funnel which has four broad buckets, discovery, selection, conversion, retention. Now, there are problem statements in all of them. We just happen to have started with some very nagging problem statements, which we thought are good to begin with. But as the journey unfolds, you will see us going across the funnel. The first two, three problem statements which we saw were that one, India is a very heavy cash on delivery market, which has this underlying fraud statement of, you know, unpacked, unopened boxes not getting delivered or getting returned, which is different from returns, by the way. And this problem is to the extent of, you know, 25-30% of all COD orders get RTO'd. And, you know, I at Bombay Shaving Company, myself, you know, used to struggle that how do we go about solving for RTO as a problem statement? And, you know, you would do all kinds of cuts on Excel sheets, blocking of certain PIN codes, which is a very inefficient way of 
doing things this is a classic you know network data science problem and that's the problem which we went ahead with and as a proposition you know we said that we have a skin in the game business model wherein we are saying you know plug us in all transactions which go through us are now protected for rto so merchants loved the proposition so that was initial you know day one uh, product and then we introduced a upi product which we thought that you know nobody has looked at it from a e-commerce lens so we looked at it from a e-commerce lens and you know there are specific nuances that you know as a merchant you would want that how many people clicked on a payment option clicked on place order and then how many people completed whereas what payment gateways tell you is how many people actually clicked let's say in upi how many actually people got the upi id right and then were successful because that's the hit which they would count which is very different from what a merchant would want so we have always kept merchant at the center of things and said that you know let's look at it from a e-commerce point of view and because that is what you know is our dna so these are two and then uh, we realized that abandoned cards is a big problem in globally you know 75% of add to cards fail to do the transaction how can we solve for that and in that pursue we've created a checkout which i would say is still in mvp phase and you will see a lot of your new things coming out of that but that itself has started to you know give 20% uplifts 30-35% uplifts in prepaid which is a massive boon for the country and you know our algorithms fraud algorithms run on that you will see now personalization recommendations starting to come in new payment methods starting to come in so these are some of the problem statement which you have gone about and solved and as i said that you know you will see us moving across the funnel and trying to solve some even tougher problems because e-commerce is what we understand right that's what our bread and butter is got it i think i think one thing which resonated right was everyone knows this problem but looking at it from the merchant lens and the e-commerce founder lens i think that's what gokwick is doing differently so you know you get to see many brands right with the business you run and get a bird's eye view into the ecosystem right so tell us about what you're seeing what's happening what's new and and what's rapidly changing in the consumer brand or the d2c ecosystem in india that's a great question i would say i think what we are all reading out in uh, you know these various different blogs reports avendas report ajuniorvc.com etc i think all of them is directionally very very right that we continue to see a lot of new users starting to come in and shop on direct to consumer world and that will continue to you know expand further as the e-commerce infrastructure improves you know let's say if today for a new brand if today let's say logistic cost is 12% of revenue 13% of revenue i am pretty sure that as this world expands as you know newer startups which are trying to solve for these next delivery these warehousing issues etc etc you will see this 12% come down to 7 8% similarly on the conversion rate side or in the cac side you will see a lot of these startups a lot of these you know things get improved which you know will lead to further growth in direct to consumer but all you know what we have what you know we have always read this that there is a clear decentralization wave and if you have to sell a story if you have to sell a brand story to a consumer amazon is not the place Amazon is a place you know and it is globally now being sold that Amazon is becoming a flea market so if that's a flea market you know you don't go out and sell brands in a flea market so you have to do that on your own website where you can sell a story you can own the consumer then go out and resell them own them so all of that i'm telling you from a month on month numbers 
that is playing out very very clearly wherein you will see brands which are existing with us continue to grow month on month and new brands continue to come up and in 3 months time 6 months time continue to immediately ramp up quickly as soon as they find some amount of product market and you know if i have to divide that of course we see that's true for our country as such we see a lot of action in fashion we see a lot of action in beauty and personal care we see a lot of action in home and furnishing so these are three broad categories and of course electronics is the fourth biggest one right we continue to see a lot of action in these segments and you know at least i am now we continue to interact with a lot of consumers who shop on these websites in terms of what problems are they facing so that we can proactively solve for them and i think the confidence on you know if i go back to 2017 when we were running it at bombay shipping company to now i see a very now you know high confidence in people that you know it's okay to shop from outside of amazon also whereas at least in those days people used to say i don't know i don't trust you etc etc and that gets reflected in a lot of things conversion rates the kind of prepaids to postpaids which happen repeats so you know this ecosystem is definitely you know i would say this wave is secular is not bump in the right uh, which is going to go away this is a secular trend and you will see this gaining momentum as we as the e-commerce wave booms in the country very interesting and and you know just before we wrap up chirag i wanted to ask you what's next for go quick and what's next for d2c in india hmm interesting so a bunch of new things are happening i think we all know about roll ups wherein you know global bees mensa have started to consolidate some of these d2c brands so that's one trend which is happening and i think for sure with the clear you know adoption or understanding that a d2c business can be created now you will see one newer modes of financing being available for running a d2c brand and also very very niche plays also emerging so what has happened in the us wherein you have you know very different categories and uh, very very niche plays similar play will happen in india also you will see that you know what we used to say in 2017 18 that there is there are products which are customer in tier 2 tier 3 would require is willing to pay but don't have access because that's not available in offline stores is now actually being played out so that section of the population is aspirational has money in their pockets and you will see now very very niche but highly profitable brands emerging my sense is that you know we will see 10 such you know 8 to 10 mama earth boat size brands in the country in next 4 5 years and what a lot of you know at least my estimate is that you will see probably more than 500 brands in the 1 to 5 by 1 to 5 crore category a month that's the size you know of the market which we look at and uh, from a financing side you know now at least what i see is that d2c businesses are uh, you know vc funding is required to begin with but i think a lot of new debt opportunities will come in which will make it even further scalable so you don't need to dilute a lot and make it scalable because in d2c businesses you will have to you know require money for inventory and equity is not the perfect way of funding for equity so that's the way you know at least i am thinking of uh, this d2c world getting evolved and you know we specifically you know d2c of course is a core segment for us but we look at the world as outside of amazon flipkart so right from social commerce as a segment which is likes of me show trail 
all of these are you know at least in our domain and we would want to work with them and large marketplaces you know purple myglams snapdeals of the world we would want to work with them and that's where you know we are headed so we of course you know our core is to work closely with d2c brands and so from i'll probably split my answer into two that for go quick specifically we would go want to go deeper in the problems of d2c domain so conversion rate of course is first very specific problem statement which we have gone after you will see us do some work partner with some brands on retention as a problem statement and if we see shipping as a problem statement we would want to you know partner with brands financing as a play wherein uh, you know getting merchants some more of merchant financing available whether it is revenue based financing or some of those things we would want to you know keep the merchant at the center and focus on some of these things and if i go ahead in the funnel then you would we would want to solve for product pages you would want to solve for you know how do we convert better let's say if somebody is searching on the website all of those things right so that's d2c side and if i look at it from outside of d2c outside of amazon which is the social commerce omni channel play there also our solutions see a lot of acceptance so we work with a lot of omni channel players such as tcns clothing you know very active talks in some of the large ones b2 card b mart we work with and going after you know some of these large marketplaces as well social commerce is another big segment for us which will go after so that's how you know we are looking at it from a short to mid term play got it so chirag you're basically you're telling me that i should get some other financing solution options for d2c brands to the podcast and giving me the next idea of who i should call but i think really important points right on just the way the ecosystem will evolve how brands can look at other options outside the flipkart amazon ecosystem and and sort of how omni channel could also play out so i think lots of insights there on the future of the ecosystem in india and i think lots of things rapidly changing as the ecosystem grows which you know we have a tradition at the end of every episode we do a rapid fire round so you have to tell me the first thing that you think of when i say these words favorite brand favorite brand for me is tough one for you cuz you have a lot of brands <laughs> no i would say at least my favorite brand nemans is probably one of them one aspect of entrepreneurship you don't enjoy missing time with kids what's the app you spend the most time on for me that's not social media as such so slack is for me android or ios ios online or offline consumption online consumption one founder you look up to one founder i look up to is karan bajaj at white hat junior and what's a bucket list item you want to tick off next i think bucket list item is that we are building this company remotely so we want to create a remote playbook so that's on the list awesome thank you so much chirag for taking out the time and thanks to all of you for listening until the next episode we'd love to hear back from you on feedback questions or anything else I'm available on Instagram and AB Vaidya on LinkedIn and Arjun Vaidya and I'd love to chat. Also don't forget to click the subscribe icon if you like what you heard please click the share button and share with family and friends when nothing with our listeners. Chirag it's been an absolute pleasure and a great introduction to enablers to e-commerce on our podcast. I wish you a lot of luck because I know what you're doing will make the lives of founders like I was much easier. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks Arjun thanks for having me.